AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Laugh and Learn, everybody. And to get started, let's bring in the one and the only. Mr. Smith. Yes, indeed. The one and only. Does he have on drawers? Because I ain't got nothing on today, but y'all can't see. Listen, listen. He he is dressed. (laughs) I was looking for Kim Joy. Who is this? Right. Izzy helped pack my bag. So, you know, my car was at the airport. So I told Izzy to get my Kim Joy week. She get my Joy Kim week. This ain't Kim Joy. This is Joy Kim. So I'm going to have to, uh, yeah. So Kim Joy. Kim Joy will show up when Joe Corjo show up. We just use the voice. We don't have to hear. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. The flight was delayed, but I was determined to make that wasn't the issue. We got here like eleven fifteen. Deep plane okay. deep planning took mm-hmm. a minute because it was not even that many people on the plane, but they were moving very slowly. Mm. Then I I left out of United, so I parked my car at United, but I came back on American, which is Terminal 4, and then I was at Terminal 7. There's no more flyaway shuttle, so I had to walk with my bags Whoa. over to 7. Thank That's God. That's a lot. It That's was a lot. Go back. Catch, catch everybody up, because where were you and why Western did you go? Seven. What's up? I went to Chicago to drop my daughters off to see their mom and to get some new dresses made that U- UPS lost my, no, USPS lost right. my boxes. Blame the right so service. So I had to buy fabric while <laughs> I was there to get dresses made. Yes, please. So, but overall, it was a good trip. Uh, we did the audition. Let me tell y'all something about Lauren Hogan, y'all. Lauren drilled me on this audition. Oh, yeah. She really play. tore my ass up on this audition because the first time I was horrible. I told y'all that, though. I was terrible. And yesterday I did much better, but I don't think I'm going to get this role. That white lady didn't like me. And then because she was white. She just didn't like me. She, I wasn't what she was. No, no, no. We shall see what happens. I don't think that I was we'll what she what was happens. looking for. I'm telling you how I feel. Because at the end it was, oh, my God, Flame, your endeavors and you're going to do great things. And we'll, it was pretty much, yeah, bitch, I don't want you. I, let me tell you something. I know how to read between the lines. I'm real grown. Flame, was that the version of unfortunately? Yeah, very much so. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Right. I'm expecting a call today. We'll see what happens. See, Lauren has an optimistic output on it. I'm telling you, I heard what the lady was saying. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do wonderful things in your career. You're great. You're like, yeah, you just want to be doing something wonderful with this project. And it's fine. Like I told I, Flame, everything happens for a reason. Everything's a learning experience. And it just <laughs> may not be this opportunity. But there'll be other I, things I that am come. A, I am a walking testament to that. And I agree with you, Lauren. I think the Flame, more often than not, underestimates the value that she brings into a room. Um, I think that sometimes that mouth kind of tells Flame what Flame wants to hear, but the rest of us see more than that, and those who get to interact with her know yeah. exactly who, who what Flame can bring to the table. So exactly. I believe that. Uh-huh. Can I bring a comb mm-hmm. to the table? Because this hair is not... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know who I look like? Remember in Steel Magnolias when Julie Roberts told uh, her mama, who was the mama? Sally, Sally, Sally Field. Field. Your hair, how you want your hair done? Just make it like a football right. helmet. I'm feeling like the football helmet. <laughs> feeling like the football helmet. Good morning, Nick. What? I'm sorry. Good afternoon. Oh, Let's start we're going to get started now. Yeah, we're going to have Good afternoon. Well, we Good had, afternoon, We Flame. had to bring him off the speed, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Good afternoon, Flame. Good afternoon, Lauren. Good afternoon. I think we'd be remiss if we did not start off with the historic events of last week, right? Um, and I specifically want to point out uh, just the amount of joy I felt. And I said to you, Flame, uh, am I being melodramatic again or overly sensitive like you, you often uh, criticize me for uh-huh. with feeling like maybe the weight of the world had been lifted on, on Tuesday, on Wednesday? Yeah, I said um, when it happened, the day before it happened, I said I would like for a rainbow just to circumference America to show us that wow, there is going to be a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Now, it might not be gold, but we'll take what we can get right now. We'll take a stimulus. It ain't got to be gold. I'll take that stimulus. Uh, anywho, but when somebody painted that picture and they had all the, the Michelle Obamas and the, the Nancy Pelosi's and all it, with all the colors and the young lady, uh, Gorman, all these beautiful colors and all these different flavors of people. When I say flavors of people, I'm talking about mm-hmm. it looked like an ice cream company with so many mm-hmm. different colors. Mm-hmm. It was so great to me. So that it was it was that it made me feel inspired. And I said on my post that we have been in some shit. We still in some shit. The difference is we now have shovels. Yeah, I th- mm. I think as a whole we all went like <sighs> Yeah. On the 20th. I think that's what everybody did. We kind of just exhaled a sigh of relief and we were all thankful 
to just see what our future almost is. It's, it's, it's going to hold, you know what I mean? So I know I was watching Kamala Harris, you know, put her hand on that Bible and swear in her oath. Mm-hmm. I was overjoyed, overwhelmed. It was, it was a myriad of feeling, you know, that I had for me. But I think as a whole, we're now just finally saying, okay, things are going to get better. We're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going in a better direction, hopefully. And within the first, I would say, five days of the Biden administration, there's so many things that he's already doing to overturn what mm-hmm. Trump did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flame, you and I talked about this on your way here today, was that he lifted the military ban against trans, uh, the gender community today. Woo! So Fight and, on, sisters. Fight on. Yeah, and, and he's and electing the... And brothers. And brothers. And he's electing, um, you know, someone who's a transgender to the position of assistant uh, health secretary. Mm-hmm. So he's making a lot of strides in the right direction to be as inclusive and diverse as possible. And let me speak on that inclusion from the Joe Biden aspect. Thank you Mr. Biden. Thank you, President Joe Biden, for the inclusion, because within our own community, it's not this much inclusion. We got to stop saying that they don't like us. They don't see us. They hate us. We have a trans senator, first ever in history this year, out of uh, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Where's Delaware. She from? Delaware. 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 We now mm-hmm. have a, a transgender doctor. Now, mind you, the one, the, the one that works as a senator in Delaware, she's lovely. The new doctor, she looks like George Washington, the original one. But she got the position. <laughs> Let me say what I'm saying. We also have the ban on the military lifted for trans men and women to go back. We got to stop with this. They don't like us. They don't see us. We got to pick better battles to pick fights so, because... If we're not voting collectively as a as a group, the trans and gay community, who's voting for us? Because this senator was voted in. Somebody Biden knew about this woman. Biden has been more than fair to women and women of color and all sexualities. Joe Biden is something. I, y'all think Joe Biden and Jill Biden got it in on wedding night? I mean, on inauguration <laughs> night. I'm sure Kamala and her man did. But y'all think Joe and Jill got it in? I'm going to say this, Flame. I think that we have a responsibility, honestly, as voters, to also still hold this administration accountable yes, as well. Absolutely. You know, Don't the evade the left. question, Donald Trump. Do you think that Joe and Gio got it in on inauguration night? Oh, I'm not. I don't know anything. About oh, Joe, let me tell you something. You know, Joe still got the juice. Remember when he ran to the oh podium? Oh my God, well, you remember when he ran to the podium when it was this time for him to do the love lounge? This is not love lounge. But this is real. People want to know. <laughs> God damn it! I'm an American and I want to know. The, the the fable say Joe and Jill went up a hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill fell down and Joe fell down on top of her. And baby, if they have another daughter, come on with it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, you know what I will say about the inauguration, though, with Jill and Joe Biden, excuse me, President Biden and First Lady Biden. That Bible she was holding. How big was that Bible? Did you see that? I'm like, I know her arms. That, that was a workout. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that Bible was huge. But Kamala's was- Bible was what? Whose was Kamala's? I'm not sure who Kamala's Bible was, but that was uh, the Bible that Jill was holding was like their family Bible that they've had for years. Oh, no, no, years. no, because no, you told me that the Bible that uh, uh, Kamala Harris was sworn in on had never been touched by a woman. Was that you who told me that? I didn't tell you oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. it had never been touched by a woman. I, I don't know I that know that's true. Because I think that- I didn't know that. Oh, th- th- well, th- I don't doubt that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that Bible was actually, if I remember correctly, and Flame S can jump in here, but I believe the Bible that Kamala used was the one that the woman who was like a mother to her had and kind of, uh, had been in the family for a oh, while okay. as well. Yeah, it had some type like of that. historic significance Give me right. as well. Give me right. I just got off a plane. That I might it, be a little no, bit No, we're, we're, we're here together. And I know for a fact that um, it was also a proud moment. I want to give a shout out, uh, Lauren, to your Soros. Uh, I think that it was definitely a proud moment for 
uh, AKAs around the globe who uh, were not surprised. I saw a number of her line sisters, help mm. me here, Lauren, yep. who were just talking about, no, we're not surprised. She's always been a leader. And this is uh, this is what we come to expect of all of our sisters, that we can make a difference in the world. And now the world is seeing the power of what sororities can do and be. And uh, Kamala is a shining example Well, of absolutely. That. And yep. I wore my AKA sweatshirt to work that day and everybody saw it and I had no shame. And I also too want to point out that Kamala wore the color royal uh, purple and that was actually an ode to uh, Shirley Chisholm. So nice. yeah, so it yes. overall it was just there was a lot of subliminal and significant things happening at the inauguration that day. So um, more lots and more, I'm learning. Female power. Lots yes, of, lots so, of it. So lots to my or so or swore her in. Yes, a Latino yep. woman. Uh, Shirley Chisholm, if you guys don't know, was the first black woman to ever run for president. This yes. was way back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Baby, she was Maxine Water personified. Maxine Water <laughs> is like a, a, a little Rudy Poo next to Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm didn't play no games at all. She, at I think all. that lady would hit you. I think that lady would hit you. <laughs> for real. She was one of them. You know, I... I know we have a special guest today, and before we go go there, I want to talk about a couple more things with the inauguration specifically before we move on. I also want to recognize Amanda Gorman. We talked mm -hmm. about uh, just how uh, inspiring she was, and I, I loved that this young woman stood there and delivered, I think, what was a poem for all time. And it was definitely one uh, built and based on hope and inspiration. And I love to see young people who don't feel defeated, you know, that, that she just really seemed to feel um, empowered. And, and that's the message she wanted to share. Yeah, I, I just I think it was also beautiful, too, because she was the youngest inaugural poet in the history of inaugurations and her her poem was just um it was heartfelt it was engaging and it was just one that you could really connect with you know so i just want to you know congratulate her on that she's been actually speaking for a long time and she had a speech impediment when she was younger so this was a real accomplishment for her and just shout out to black girl magic in general because she did the damn thing can she i did. just talk about that this young black sister was a regular looking a very attractive black woman dark skin because you know they always got this whole thing about the lights and the darks and she wore bright yellow so you could see her ass from across the pond, baby. Oh, my God, with that big old red thing. She had a beautiful smile. She's, I did not see her speech because I had to rush to come to work to rehearsal that day. But I saw it after on CNN. She was fantastic. She was like, wow. I, I held myself that she mm -hmm. spoke such powerful words. I wish I could speak powerful like that. I don't speak powerful. I just talk too much shit. <laughs> But y'all like it. I thought it was beautiful. I did. I just thought uh, everything worked in concert. I even, I'm even going to say that I thought that the pre-produced special was good, you know, that, that it moved. I'm going to even say this. This is where it even gets a little more interesting. I think that it was probably better because of the pandemic, if you want to know the truth, hmm. and because of the security concerns. I felt like it was more orchestrated and coordinated and it moved it was never boring like i watched the event over and i'm like okay i'm gonna watch a little bit of this but i thought tom hanks really moved it along i thought it was an interesting mix of people i even called i think lauren i either texted you or flame i'm like who is this girl with the short hair singing i didn't even recognize demi lovato and i thought <laughs> demi lovato absolutely crushed it you know yeah. uh you know doing a little bit of riffing and everything there yeah i just thought it was really well done well, we're did. gonna talk about so, the yeah. singing let's talk about the beginning part of the singing too who sang J-Lo, J-Lo, J-Lo looked lovely. J-Lo stayed in her range. Good girl, smart girl. 
Well, I said this. I think J-Lo was pre-recorded similar to how Beyonce was when she participated in mm. Barack Obama's inauguration. Because it was just the fact that she didn't hit a bad note. You know, Everybody knows J-Lo's not the best singer. In my <laughs> opinion, the fact that she didn't hit a bad note made me a little skeptical. Like, okay, maybe this was pre-recorded. Overall, though, fabulous job to her. You know, kudos to J-Lo. But just my thoughts. Okay. Now, before we leave and go with Jim Coy, I have to give homage to Chicago. Because when I tell you that Superfly and Black Mama, White Mama Sheba walked through them door, when Michelle bust them doors open with that mm-hmm. long flowing hair and that burgundy maxi coat like the Matrix with them pants and that big old bug, bell bug, I said, you know what, you tall black drink of water? Because you can't call her that. <laughs> Baby, that tell my ass up. I scream, and they walk down the stairs like they, like Millie Jackson said in Lovers and Girlfriends. They walked in like they own the motherfucker. I said, yes, that's how you bump through the stairs. Mm-hmm. Flame, I saw a couple of a women say, Michelle walked through those doors like two seconds before. She took those rollers out and said, okay, Barack, hold these rollers. Let's go. We ready. <laughs> and he was holding his wife's hand. So proud. Let me yeah. tell you something. I like, I like they love. I like what I see on the outside looking in. I'm not on the other side, but for what they show us, I like their love. But you know what, Flame? Barack better hold Michelle tight because everybody loves Michelle. Uh, <laughs> it's like George Bush, Bush sure does. Everybody. Garth Brooks, the way he ran over there, everybody was running over to Michelle. Uh, Michelle was definitely uh, VIP. Barack is a pimp from Hawaii. He is not, and he's from Chicago. He ain't pressed at all. That nigga's skills will always keep her at home. Now, understand what I'm talking about. Come on. Where we at? (laughs) (laughs) One of the topics we were going to talk about, and then we found out we had uh, Joe Coy as a special guest today. We were were going to talk about the working homeless because one of our Instagram followers sent me a message saying that they they had taken a Lyft ride, and they could just tell something was off with this driver. And this particular driver had been living in their car, and they said, hey, Nick, I was not going to report them, but it just reminded me that there are still people who are struggling right now and that just because we have a new administration, we can't forget the fact that there are those who are still struggling, still in need of assistance and support in many different ways. So let's just keep that in mind. And we'll, we'll do a deeper dive on Wait that. Wait a minute. We... He was living in a car and driving Uber. That's called rolling over in bed and just... Let no, me go. Let me no. go to work, and you just sit up and start driving. Let me go to work, you just sit up and start driving. <laughs> but but it's it's it flame. It's, it's an acknowledgement to that that you know we were talking about that there's some people who are just trying to make it the best way that they can, you know, and it's just uh it's still tough for a lot of people. And one thing I do want to just touch on really quickly before we get into our special guest, uh, we did want to make sure that we honored and recognized the legendary Hank Aaron as well. He yes. was a phenomenal yeah. baseball player who just passed this past week. Um, you know, just giving you some facts about him. Uh, he was born in February in Mobile, Alabama, and he wasn't actually allowed to play organized high school baseball because it was whites only. Um, yeah. But despite all of, you know, the racism and all of just the the criticism that he received, you know, he was the National League MVP in 1957, the same year that the Braves won the World Series. Um, he was a two-time National League batting champion, a three-time Gold Glove winner in the right field, and a record 25-time mm-hmm. All-Star, earning that honor every season but his first and his last. So we would be remiss if we didn't pay homage to him, say thank you for all of your accomplishments, thank you for all of your civil rights activism, and thank you for paving the way for others to be able to be in this profession and excel in this uh, sport. Is that why they tore the con- tried to tear the Capitol up last week? Because those white-only signs will be uh, becoming a thing of the past that we probably will never see them again? Who knows? There's a myriad of things. I wasn't expecting an answer. I was just, you know, throwing out a, mm, yeah. you, know, you know how we do. Yeah. <laughs> 
but but interestingly enough too and you know nick please chime in if you have any thoughts though uh hank aaron also received the COVID vaccine on january 6th and passed away two weeks later which people are kind of drawing a bit of a I don't know what we're going to call it a conspiracy theory, but mm. they're drawing a parallel to to say he was 86 years old, got a COVID vaccine, and two weeks later, you know, he passed away while he was sleeping. So, yeah, I think, I think, um, uh, in all honesty, I think that, like you and I kind of talked about before, I think out of respect to the family, I understand that that is definitely circulating online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that out of respect to the family and out of deference to what we do not know since this man is indeed someone who uh, deserves it, that that level of, of respect, that until the family says that they believe that there's a link or some type of tie, uh, I, I, I agree that I, I would avoid that as well there, just simply because I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to compound their pain right now. Uh, because I think it has to be difficult too when you have someone who is uh, what is considered by many to be a national treasure, uh, to lose them you don't only lose them to yourself, you lose them to everyone else who then wants to reach out to you to say, oh, Lauren, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, Lauren, I'm so sorry for your loss. So you almost grieve it over and over again. Yeah. Or uh, like many talk about in, when you have loss, you find your time, your sense, yourself trying to comfort them. They're, they're, they're breaking down. You're like, oh, it, it, you know, we're going to uh, be Rosetta, okay. Rosetta, Rosetta, Miss Rosetta. Okay. I'm, I'm reminding you what your mama told you. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, go, go, go ahead to our guests. Go. Just, no, no, no. Look, go. I, no, I don't want you saying, Nicholas. I agree with you, but though. We're both of y'all, what y'all saying? I, I, I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm not taking the vaccine. It's too much shit still coming out with this vaccine. One, It's one disease, right? It's one coronavirus, right? Well, there's different strands now. Yeah, now. There are different but strands. But how yeah. many companies, and why they keep talking about, well, we predict in the next three months is going to be this virus. Oh, so that's when y'all going to release it? Because if you could predict that, why you didn't predict them billion them numbers for the billionaire lottery and shit? No. Don't, uh-uh. All that speculation, I understand what everybody's saying. I even understand y'all inboxes when y'all send me flame. You shouldn't be against the vaccine. You can't speak for me because I don't speak for you. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. But don't let nobody tell you what to do. Well, we don't want to make that the focus. So we okay, do want to so talk about on. Hank Aaron. Yes. So anyway, come on, Hank Aaron. Rest in peace to um, a legend. He did he have a? Did, he is was that very the good looking. Wait a minute. Didn't he have a candy bar named after him back in the seventies or eighties or something? No, you're thinking. Yeah. Did Did he? I thought we were yeah, going I, to Babe Ruth. Pos- oh. No, Babe Ruth no. had one too. But Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth had one too. It was called Oh Henry. Oh, oh Henry yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes you, he did. How you yeah. know about that, Lord? That was 25 years before you was <laughs> I, even born. I was looking up um, some things after he passed away, see, so just, I did see that. You know anything got something to do with my food, my fat ass going to remember. Yeah, <laughs> old Henry was <laughs> named up. Give me, oh, go give me an old Henry. Ooh, that sounds so old dirty. Henry. Hey, old Henry. <laughs> what you want, baby? Old Henry. <laughs> That's just gay. <laughs> Miss Jess, where are you? I see you all up in the comments. We are coming to you, Miss Jess. As a as a as a beautiful Latino woman who watched another beautiful Latino woman. Well, I don't know about Soda my R. She she uh, <laughs> Hi. Hey Miss Jess. Hi Jess. Hi, Lori. Hi Flame. How, how you, are you? How you feeling after I missed last you. week? I didn't get a chance to see you. <laughs> I was in and out of quite a few spaces. I know. Quite a few spaces. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I know you got to see one of my favorite Chicago singers. Oh, Teresa. Yes. I love her. Yeah, She's amazing. I, I hung out with Teresa a little bit. So yeah. Justine, how'd you feel after the whole um um inauguration and everything, all the festivities from last week? 
You know what? I I I uh, actually I feel like we're getting into back into a uh, um, a kind of normal because as you see, it was cold here in Chicago. The winter finally showed up. It's always cold in Chicago, and y'all carjacking car. Why are they stealing everybody's car? They carjacking. Oh yeah, terrible. I know about that. That that carjacking is ridiculous. It's getting on a. It's it's really bad right now. Carjacking. Like and like, the CPS school. Like they got twelve year olds. Really? Twelve year olds yeah. carjacking people. Wow. Yeah. It's it's really hot in the Wicker Park. You know where Wicker Park is, mm-hmm. but Wicker do. Park and and in like Logan Square, in the gentrified neighborhoods. <laughs> It's really mm. bad though the, the 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 carjacking. It's kind of like scary and and more scary than than normal. So they back in the middle. So let me tell you how it's happening. Because I went out with my girlfriends the other night. We went to get taffy apples because I mm-hmm. wanted some taffy apples, and we were in the grocery. So the cars kind of box you in to like one is on this side, one is on this side. So when you backing out, then another one pulls behind you. So you kind of boxed in. They just what? And so I was, I was paranoid. Like, are they trying to jack us because we were boxed in? I think they were just maneuvering their car. So I told my sister Tiff, "Baby, I'm about to hit this gas pedal and back straight on. We about to just go for it because you know I'm old daredevil. I do I know, it I to know. get away. But it wasn't that. It was, it was, it was, it was scary. It was scary because you can't go to gas stations in certain neighborhoods, especially after a certain time, because they're getting you at the gas stations while you going in the pump yeah. gas and you come back, they waiting on you." Like twelve year olds, this that sounds like training day to me. No, it's, you know what? Even so, we have a big the a big spot North Avenue, Damon, and Milwaukee Avenue, Mm -hmm. and I know Flame and and all my other Chicago people know where that is. So that's a that's a train stop, a major bus stops because there's three bus lines there and the train and the cars, and that's a hot spot for carjacking. Right there in that area, mm-hmm. we have twelve-year-olds w- riding on bicycles with guns too. My husband was like, he came home from work and he said, "You know, this is mind you, two summers ago." He said, "I saw a kid with a bicycle branding his shit, branding his shit." Oh, I can't say that word today. Um, at 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 uh, people that were walking by, he's on the bicycle. I said, "Get out of here!" I go, "Did you at least call the police?" He said, "No." I he said, "I was trying to get home." Yeah, it, it's a very scary situation. I'm just going to pray for all my people in Chicago. Y'all be careful because it's dangerous out there. And the, the yeah. tighter people get for money and the longer we have to wait, no, uh, the worse it's going to be for us. So, yeah, yeah, they don't need a good whooping. It's too late for that, Angela Hart. They don't need a whooping. It's too late for a whooping. It, sometimes yeah, you, you, miss that, you miss that window of opportunity. What do you think about yeah. the homeless uh, story that Nick was uh, briefly talking about as well before uh, he went out? Actually, I'm the one who sent the message. Oh, it was you. Okay. Yeah, it was me. So where did you see the message? Me. So where did you see the story? Well, I mean, see, I went to the grocery store Friday and I called for a lift and I don't want to get my driver in trouble. So thank God my name is it on, on, on here as, as, as well as my lift account. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't want to get the driver in trouble. He, I was putting my groceries in the, in the trunk and I looked at it. It was real neat, but there were things in there. And I was like, why does he have, you know, this 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 tote and stuff and I and I asked him are you living out of your car again I have no filter and he said why he goes what do you mean I said well I'm just asking you I wasn't afraid or anything but I was like you know I gotta I I just it just hit you know what I mean like it all lined up in that quick second you know in the back of my head it just added up 
And so after a couple of moments of him like, oh, you know, have you had experience, blah, 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 you know, us back and forth banter, he said, okay, I'm going to tell you. But he said, uh, you can't report me. I said, well, no, I'm not going to report you because if I report you, you're going to report me and my customer rating will go down. I was trying to make, I was trying to make him feel comfortable, you know, with my banter and found out that he actually decided well, not decided, but because of financial circumstances, he started to sell things off and minimalize his life um, to try to pay off debt, you know, and get himself in a better place. So he is sleeping in his trunk and he actually, God bless, I hope everybody prays for him. Um, he was supposed to be leaving here, Chicago, to drive to uh, Georgia yesterday, Sunday. Wait, he was living in a trunk? Yeah, he sleeps he was sleeping he sleeps in his trunk. Wow. He he showed me the pictures, he explained to me how he did it. I said, "Do you need a blanket? Do you want something to eat?" I, you know, as he's driving me to my home, I was asking him these things. I was just like, you know, and we we had a real nice conversation. I asked him, "Are you sure, you know, this is, you know, you're you're safe tonight cuz it was going to be 10 degrees or 15 degrees at night." In Chicago, and he mm. said, "Yeah." And I, well, you know, Miss Justine, we—I wow. just let us just tell you, thank you, because yeah. black folks and Puerto Rican folks are just like that. We might not invite you to come in our house, but we damn sure give you a blanket and we'll feed you. You, maybe you want a plate. I give you. We got some extra beef stew. We got some extra soup in here. We'll we'll feed you. We got some extra fried chicken, but you ain't coming and stay in our house. I don't know you like that. Uh, uh-uh, uh, we want to do that. <laughs> Thank you, Justine. I think I just saw our boy. We're going to bring our special guest on, Jess. Thank you for popping in with us. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm glad you didn't report that man either. <laughs> I'm not going to, no. I don't know. That car would have been musty. I might have been like, dude, this car is sour. I'm calling in. Mm. Does that make a difference? Y- yeah, it, it definitely does. Let me do what I do, honey. Y'all just be mad at me, shit. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. 
For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to to our show, To Laugh and Learn, our very special guest today, the one and only, the super the talented, only. funny, smart, uh, um, what's my word, Yang. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I, I don't know if I like you without the glasses or with the glasses. Without the glasses, you look real sneaky, Joe. I'm like, ah, I'll put that on. See, now you look like a teacher. I don't know. Now you look like a pedophile. Take the glasses. Oh, God, I'll take them off. I'll take them off. Well, hello, look Joe. what I'm doing, Monroe. Look what I'm doing. Are you right? Oh, you're in the I'm studio. I'm in the studio right now. I'm doing oh. the audio version of my book. Very good. You're going to win a Grammy for that. I'm I'm, I'm speaking it to fruition. You're going to win a Please, Grammy for that. give me that. Give me that you Grammy. Got it. Mm-hmm. Let me start off by saying thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you. Like, can I just say something real quick? Sure. I was, we had to schedule another studio time uh, for this, for this, for reading this book. Because I had no idea. I didn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I cannot read to save my life, Monroe. I'm just, I'm reading my own book, and uh, we're we're adding studio sessions. This is hard. It's it's also emotional too. So it's like reading my own words and going and reliving what I wrote about is, is also just as hard, you know? So takes a toll on you mentally. Well, we all, we all read differently because you know what happens though when you write your, like, like when you write your material, it flows once you, cause you do it and you do it, you do it. But when you just have to read it cold, just like cold paid, cold Turkey, it can be a little rough. It can be a little challenging. At least you got it's your glasses on. I don't even have my real glasses on. I don't you even You can read you. though. You can still read. All I see is your teeth. I don't see shit else. <laughs> all I see is your teeth. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Joe, you are so freaking hilarious. But you know what I love about you the absolute most? That that relationship that you have with your son. That is, when you Aww. talk about that, because I talk about my kids on station. When you talk about yeah. that, you people always say, those are jokes, those are jokes. There is always some truth to some of those stories. And I, oh. I you know you have to listen between to find out what is real and what is not. 
But, dude, your hustle is, like, crazy. You got the Kevin Hart times. All you Asians got that good hustle. I always say that. <laughs> Asians got the most discipline. I, I think I'm part of Asia. I'm Kim Joy, but you ain't met her yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just staying where I just don't want to be hungry, man. Mm. Like, you know, I'm like, I, it took me this long to get here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really don't want to go back to selling shoes at Nordstrom Rack. So I'm going to maintain this. And uh, and do what it what it takes to to, to stay here. So, and Joe, you've hard, been doing though. comedy thirty years, right? Thirty years. It's gonna be thirty one here pretty soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, people always think because they see you. Oh my God, he just a breakout comic. He just came out of nowhere. They don't know all the years that you be in the trenches and doing the hole in the wall clubs and getting walked out on by the promoters and you was only yes. getting twenty five dollars and then well, I got ten for you. And oh my God, mm. y'all don't know those horrible days. So it, it's crazy. very worth it when you come and say stuff like that. That you know, it took you a long time to get here. You better, yes, and it you did. better suck the bone marrow out the bone, Joe. Get it all. <laughs> God damn it, I'm get it all. Suck it dry. You know, I know <laughs> how so you true. Filipinos do. I used to date a Filipino. Hilarious. Mm. I, you are so funny. Listen, <laughs> let me. We were just talking about this with my son because my son doesn't want to eat chicken anymore, and uh, and I was like, you got to see how my brother's my the way my brother ate chicken is disgusting. He would he would gnaw off the cartilage, crunch it. Then he cracked the middle and sucked the marrow. So what you're saying is not a lie. Oh, that's literally how they ate it. That sounds nutritional. <laughs> it was so bad. It would it'd be to the point where I'm just like, I can't eat anymore, Robert. I look at my brother eating, just like, I can't eat, man. So, Joe, eat. let me introduce you to Lauren. Lauren is my partner Hi there. here, Lauren Hogan. Hi, Lauren. And Nick Hi. was on, but Nick is on IG because he's in Arkansas. He also does the news over there in Arkansas. We watch, so Lauren been watching you. She knew who you was. I, of course, I did. Nicholas knew who you were. But we've been just getting freshened up on some of your stuff that you have done because you got two Netflix specials on now or three? Three. Three. Three, three mm-hmm. Netflix specials on right now that's been trending for what? Two years? Yeah, it's been change, it changed my life, actually. This last one you did, though, Lauren and I was talking about yeah. that because what Tiffany did for me was bring me on because nobody else would had given me that opportunity. All those people that you brought on, you give those opportunities. That payback is great, Joe. What made you do Thank- that? Um, you know, it's it's me as a kid and not having an identity. You know, being being a mixed kid, you struggle, right? You stand on the fence and it's like, I'm white, but I'm also Filipino and you know, I'm proud of being Filipino. And then, you know, when my mom and dad divorced, I, I gravitated towards the Filipino side. So trying to get into this industry and talking about my mom and, and no one getting it and, and watching TV and, and there's no representation. It, you know, when I when I finally got that opportunity to open the door, I was like, I'm going to let them all in. You know, I'm, I'm going to get Filipino dancers. I'm going to get Filipino singers. I'm going to get a... Filipino producer, I'm a Filipino rapper. Is every I'm gonna get everybody in this door that I can, just to give us that that one little chance, that little opportunity to show the world what our culture is all about. And that's what that was all all about. Literally, that's what I pitched in the room. Mm. It was great. It was it was a phenomenal. My whole thing is I love when we bring recognition to the arts specifically because I think that as a whole the arts isn't valued as something important anymore, which I think is yeah. ludicrous and just so unfortunate. So when you brought all those different elements from music to dance to comedy, yeah. it was just like a great mashup of just what, you know, we should really what makes us happy, really. So yeah. 
for me, that was probably my favorite special so far that you've done because I'm sure there's going to oh. be more because, like you said, Thank you're you. hungry. So I know that there's definitely going to be more. But being, yeah. being that you've had this 30-year career, though, one, who was your inspiration to even get you to be in this space? Just in comedy, the space of comedy? Wherever you want to take it. It was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, mm. I saw, I Eddie saw Murphy that. changed my life. There was something about Eddie. Like, I was already into stand-up. Like, I loved Richard, and I loved Carlin, and all, all that. You know, we're talking like 1981, 82, right? I was getting into comedy. But just something about the, the, the youthful and the hipness and the coolness factor of Eddie, that, that resonated with me. Like, I enjoyed listening to him. Like, he was something, he was cool to look at. You know, the way he walked on stage, the way he, I don't know, just everything about that guy. The way he talked about his mom. The way he talked about his uncle, like, it was just, I don't know. Everything that he did, I was like, I got to be him. I want to be, I want to be Eddie. I want to tell stories like Eddie. You mm-hmm. did, because so that, that that gangster uncle, that old ghetto-ass uncle here, when you talk about your gangster sisters, that is hilarious to me. <laughs> Baby, let me tell you something. They always say, why black men don't date black women? Because they grew up with black sisters. Because when I tell you <laughs> that my two daughters argue all day and my son is like, uh, I'm getting anything but a black girl. And that's bad to say, but it's the truth. Joe, that is, and you, I love that you are raw and authentic. And you say so much of what people are thinking. And I hate that comedy has become so sensitive that we can't say anything without offending these groups but I commend you for being just like me but just Filipino I'm part Filipino too I'm Kim Joy, Kim Joy? <laughs> hey, Kim Joy. I was going to say let's talk about Kim Joy does he know about Kim Joy so Kim Joy is a character I created because people always say that I got Asian eyes because especially if I had an edible and I'd be looking real real gay <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's my little blocker because you know you get the haters on your on your social media so Kim Joy will show up and like the beauty supply we will block you that's hilarious that should be a tour I can see that tour Kim, uh, uh, Joy Coy and Kim Joy, the Yang and the Twang. Yeah, I'm the Twang. <laughs> I'm the Twang, y'all. Ask me why. I'm telling. When I saw you, uh, you know, when uh, when Tiffany did the that special with everybody, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I mean, first of all, everyone crushed it that night, you know, and I became fans of everybody that night. But man, you you man, you laid it down. I remember I hit the follow button right away when I watched yours. I went to Instagram. I was like, yo, who is this? Hey. <laughs> you yeah, know, so that next special, your next special could be built around that Christmas tree. How big was that tree, Joe? Oh, that my God. 22 and a half feet. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. I saw you nuts. and the family putting that up the lat. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, that's just doing it too big, Joe. That- no, it's never too big, especially, <laughs> during, especially during the times that we're in right now. I had to give my son the best Christmas, and I had to give the whole family the best Christmas. We were all stressed out, so I was like, yo, let's do this big. That's going to be the name of my special, my next special. It's never too big. Yes, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, too, you, you kind of just mentioned something, being that this is a pandemic. How have you been handling it being a dad? Like, what's what's been going on? I'm, I'm Man, I, I've been loving this year. I, like, wow. I, I've never – this is my first time being with my son a whole year. Like, a mm. whole year. Mm. Every weekend, I'm with my son. Like, that's – the last – I mean, for the, the whole time my son has been born, I've been always gone every weekend, you know? That, that's, that's the life of a comic, and – Man, 2020 was just, I know it sucked, but man, I loved it. I, I was with my son every single day. And, I, and thank God I was in a position where I can, 
financially do that. And I, and you know, and I know that there's people out there that are struggling and, and I can't wait for things to get back to normal again, but God damn, I loved every minute with my son. It, it was the best. Okay. So Joe, I got to ask, cause you got a lot of swag and you say you Filipino and white. Where did yeah. you get all this swag from, from the Filipino side <laughs> or from the white that's, side? I think that's 100% the Filipino side. My brother, if you ever met my brother, he was, he was women. Uh, he was wearing women's tapered jeans in the '80s because it was the only thing that was tapered. You know, guys usually had the straight legs in the back of the day. My my brother was already wearing uh, women's jeans, Vidal Sassoon. And I'm like, Yo, why are you wearing those? He's like, Look how it looks, Joe. Goes right on top of my boots. And he was right. Like well, he, I wore women's jeans too, but for very different reasons. But I. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, my brother always had that swag, man. There was something about him, and you know, and, and Filipinos just got that that Spanish influence, that that swag. That it's it's pretty cool, man. So I, I I've always been in, in in touch with the culture, you know. All right, now you and you know what's beautiful about that because they always want to tell each culture that you need to do this to try to go to go with the flow of whatever culture is supposed to be the creme de la creme culture. And then you lose who you are. I never wanted to lose my blackness. I never wanted to lose my LGBTQness, but it's only a little bit of that. Uh, I never wanted to lose who I was as a comic because when you let people mold you to who they want you to be, you lose yourself, and then you lose what you could really have could have been. And I love yeah. that you so stay so true to who you are and keep your culture right there in the front. Because I talk about the real stuff, and and people always say, "Flame, you just tell everything. It's so authentic." Joe Coy, you tell everything. That is uh-huh. what makes us love you. Because when you talk about those stories about the mama and how you grew up and woo woo woo, you know we were we all have had hard times. We yeah. are, we have different faces and different skin color. But a lot of us have the same yeah. stories, just from different nationalities. Similar exactly. but different. And I love, I love the fact that 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 funny is universal. You know, we all speak the same language when it comes to funny. You know what I mean? Like when I tell my mom and how she disciplined or how she took care of me, and then getting a response from people that aren't Filipino, go, my mom did the same thing. I'm like, exactly, because moms are moms. Just my mom happens to be Filipino, but she's still a mom. She's doing mom shit. So, like, we can all relate. It doesn't matter that I'm Filipino, that you're not going to understand what I'm talking about. Filipinos are nicer, though, because she let you stay till you was 28. In a black house, you got to about 23, and you're on your own. No matter what, they're going to change the lock. They'll move the house. Fuck change the lock. They'll move move the house. house. Like a big spatula come and move the house around to the two blocks over. You won't even know where it's at. I think I I live here. (laughs) Hilarious. But speaking of your family, though, because I just watched uh, In His Elements, your special, was that joke about your aunt true regarding your name? Yeah, was that true? Wow. I just found that out. Really? I just found that out. I never knew what Joe Coy meant because my, (laughs) I, my, her sister, my Ati Lynn, she called her Lengoy. That was her nickname. So she always called her Lengoy, and mine was Joe Coy. So I thought she just liked to put always at the end of the names. And then, Last year, she or yeah, last year or two years ago, she goes, you know, I don't call you Jokoi, I call you Joko, and I'm like, what? And that's I, I had no idea. And wow. Ko means my, so in Tagalog, Ko means my, and then Joe. So she was her nickname for me is my Joe. And this whole time, I thought she was calling me Jokoi. I've been doing this shit wrong 
for years. It's paying off. Don't start changing saying, names worked, and shit. Though. Don't it start worked. changing names. Ain't, ain't nobody going to come to see Joe Cole. We don't know. Joe Cole, or who is in the, this nigga must be a knockoff of right. Joe Cole. Yeah, no. We don't want the knockoff nigga. We want the Filipino brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. That's so amazing that you didn't know that. But we actually have some people in the comments that are asking questions. So are you up for some questions from some of our playmates? Okay. Here they come. So um, somebody's asking, Joe Coy, tell us about your teeth. They're all fake. (laughs) (laughs) They're all fake. This is the most expensive toilet you'll ever see. I spent almost, I I bought two sets of uh, veneers and my first set was 58,000 and the second one was 60,000. I got it from Dr. Madahi in Beverly Hills. He's the best. He's been on Oprah. He always, he's amazing. He's been on Doctors. This guy does the best set of teeth. I fell on a rock when I was uh, 12, 12 years old. I fell on a boulder face first and knocked out my four front teeth, all four of them. They were all broken in half. So my whole, until I was like 30 years old, I had like these big brown teeth that were just, they were hideous. And uh, when I finally got money, I'm like, I'm going to change this shit right now. <laughs> oh, you changed it, too, because right. they, they shine. Curly. But you tell that yeah. doctor, Huluka, whatever his name is, ask that nigga, do you got a discount? Because I can't afford no 58000 Good God. <laughs> yeah, 2500 a tooth. My tits didn't cost that much. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pricey, but it was worth it. I am very excited to one day be in the same space with you and be on the stage with you, because I think that the energy will be fantastic. I can't Let's Hollywood. go. Well, we got to get rid of this damn pandemic. And why I'm asking you about this pandemic joe what do you think about this whole vaccine thing what's your take Mm. on the vaccine i don't know even how i don't even know how to speak on that right now it's you know it's a sensitive time right now you know you're talking to a guy that's never taken a flu shot because i don't believe in flu shots uh we're talking about a, a a guy that's uh that has a child that i don't give vaccines to and i've never had because i've heard a lot of things about vaccines you know what i mean so what do i do now like, where do I go? Where do I stand? What? It, we're in a different time now. We're in a de- mm-hmm. And I don't know how to act or how to respond. And then also my livelihood depends on on this decision as well, I, I feel. So I, as of right now, uh, the vaccine can go, well, can go fuck itself until it becomes right. <laughs> until I don't see somebody fading or dying from it. I hear my, that. My mama told me myself in this little booth. My mama told me when you don't know what to do, don't do nothing. So since you're not yeah. sure, don't do anything. Just keep doing what yeah. you've been doing, which is making us laugh and keeping that hustle on and taking care of that baby. Is that the only kid you want? You don't want anymore? Yeah, that's he's he's my guy, man. He changed my life. So, uh, and it's and it's a great time right now. He's like, he's like finding his uh, he's finding what he wants to be in life, and it, it's just fun to watch him do that and. Uh, be on the outside like my like watching watching him make this decision his life decision and and, and i'm enjoying it because i'm gonna support him i ain't gonna be like my mom and tell him not to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna support him on this joe you ain't got but one kid your pullout game must be wonderful (laughs) (laughs) my pullout game ain't shit my Uh, timing is perfect right oh you got you on the rhythm you got that beat (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know when to jump out like Chinese rope jump in jump out jump side to side jump on jump in jump out baby I know when to jump in I be forgetting to jump out on time you know black folks don't show, you know black folks don't do shit on time because we never had clocks we was in the field we had to wait for somebody to say it's quitting time so I, I, don't nobody tell me it's quitting time so I just keep going shit <laughs> 
Okay. Wait, so Joe, what's the name of the book? Uh, it's called Mixed Plate. So you mm. have to actually read the book, but not stand it. You have to put your own personality and spin into the, because uh, what do yeah. they call that verb, with the verbal books? What is that called? Audio Audio books, yes. Audiobook. Yeah. Wow. I've been doing this all morning. Isn't wow. it hard trying to pretend to be you when it's not natural? Isn't that hard? Mm-hmm. It's rough. Yeah, I'm telling you, people it's don't rough. understand I, that. I, I believe you. I and did. then hearing your own words and then having to, like, act them out. You know, and then, you know, I got these guys in here and and uh, and I know they're frustrated, but shit, it's hard. It's they not gotta easy. Ch- they got a check. They got a yeah. check. You got $58,000 teeth, nigga. I know they got a check. <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's You're only hilarious. for the top set. What about that? How much was the bottom set? What this was the, the whole mouth and two for two sets were a uh, hundred and fifty thousand. So ladies, wow. ladies, do you know that you can get some a hundred and fifty thousand dollar head? Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> that should be your pitch, Joe. <laughs> you are so bad, very bad. Yeah. Well, we're going to bring it back onto a bit of a serious note because I do have some other questions that uh, people are asking too. Um, I got one more announcement. Oh, we want it. Before we get serious, can I? Yeah. Yes. So, my my second special coming in hot is on Netflix. It's the one where I shot it in Hawaii. And um, Steven Spielberg watched it and brought me in for a meeting. And I sold him my movie that uh, that we're filming in May. So May. Hey, congratulations! Congrats! Yeah. That's major. Is so there any pause for any trainees in there? I'm just. I think I know a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can wear any color hat. She can look like whatever you want to look like. Asian, Let's go. Well, Let's do it. Right. I could be the grocery store. I'd be the bitch that robbed the bank. I don't care. Just put me in the damn movie. <laughs> done, done. Shout that, out to Dan Lynn and Steven Spielberg, Holly Barrio, everybody on that team. Steven, man, oh, God. Uh, I've been a fan of Steven Spielberg for so many years. Steven Spielberg has the greatest movies. Everybody thinks this Steven Spielberg's first movie was Color Purple. That's what black folks think. That's black mm. folks. I'm talking about black folks right now, Joe. Yeah. Baby, okay. Steven, Steven Spielberg did E.T., uh, yeah, with so many movies that we Trust were children. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I I just need um Harrison Ford. Harrison, let it go, boo. You can't yeah, do it no it. more. Hey. He, well, he can be the grand, great, great, great granddaddy, but the nigga can't jump across no more ropes. <laughs> the nigga can't even fly the planes without crashing to the goddamn. Yeah, Harrison, knock it off. <laughs> and I love Indiana Jones, all of them, but not, we don't want to do Indiana Jones and the old folks' home. Let, let it go, please. just let it go. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Joe! You can be the new Indiana Jones. You're young Let's enough to be a I'm ready. <laughs> um, so switching. So congratulations. That's major. That is huge. We are definitely going to uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, but I want to know too, and so do some of the uh, flamettes in here. You know, you had a very, you've had a very long career. It's 30 years. What has been the biggest obstacle or, uh, you know, biggest hurdle you've had to overcome just to kind of get to that next phase of your career? When Netflix told me no, when they said when when they were they were they were getting everyone uh, our spe- they were giving our specials in 2017 they were they were doing original comedy and uh, and I was selling out everywhere uh, I was selling shows out everywhere and I thought for sure they were going to give me an hour special and they never offered so then we kept taking meetings and they kept saying no and then I I offered to fly them out to watch me perform and they kept saying no and. I just didn't understand why they kept saying no. And uh, and I literally wanted to go to Twitter and go, hey, everybody, cancel your uh, subscription. 
uh, to, to Netflix. Uh, they don't like Asians on their network. I want to do something like real ill like that, but, but I knew that would be the stupidest decision. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I went and produced it myself. So live from Seattle, I shot myself. I paid for it myself. Wow. And, uh, and I remember as I was taping it, uh, they still called us and let us know like that they weren't interested. Like they got wind that we were taping it ourselves and they're like, Hey, we're still not interested. And that was by far the biggest obstacle ever because I literally wanted to quit stand up at that point because I just was like, it's never going to happen if they're not going to give me a shot. Like, I don't understand why they don't even want to give me a shot. Like, I was I was killing it on the road. I had this huge fan base, but yet I can't get a Netflix special and I didn't get it. And whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? They they have their reasons and, I, and I'm not going to hate them for that. But if I didn't shoot that special myself, they would have never got it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we brought it into them and they bought it from me. Thank God. I love you, Netflix. And, uh, Look, me too. <laughs> I love Netflix. I Let love me, them so much. I love, it, I love the story me. that you just told. Because you know oh. what that did, Joe? I just, me and Lauren just had this conversation. When somebody tells me no, it puts a, it makes me angry and you want to retaliate. But what it yeah. should do is put a fire up on you to say, you yes. know what? I'm still, you don't tell me no. You don't get the right to tell me yes. no. Yes. I love that because we just had this with a damn audition the other day, and I did. and I did much better than I did that first time. But yeah. that's great, Joe. Yeah, and and um, so do you think that Fresh Off the Boat has opened up people's eyes to uh Asian to the Asian uh community? Cause that show is funny as shit. I loved it. Oh my I love, god, I love, I love, the, I love, I love the whole crew over there. Mm-hmm. I love. Oh I love Randall Park. I love uh you know Melvin Marr, the producer, amazing. Uh, you know, and it's just it, I'm just proud that that was. Uh, Seven seasons? I think it went seven seasons. The mother, you know, which is unheard the, of. The mother and the son was this very you and your When you talk about you and your mom, baby, the son was so ghetto <laughs> and so hood. And he was so funny. Oh my God, that little boy was so funny. That yes. was, I didn't know Filipinos was, y'all gangster. Y'all was just hood. I love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> so very time, gangster. I'm going to go home and watch Don't cross no Filipinos. I'm going to go home and watch me some Filipino porn just to make uh, my day. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> But they're not gonna have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar teeth. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy two sets, Monroe. That's crazy. Look, yeah, so look, first me too. <laughs> me yeah. too, Joe. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, but I, I didn't want to backtrack though. So how did you end up getting your special on Netflix? Like, how did they approach you? What happened? They didn't approach me. They, I, I shot it myself, and then uh, I cut it myself. And, uh, and then we had, I had my agent bring it in and just go, Hey, watch it, please just give it one more shot. And they watched it and God bless that whole team, man. I love everybody mm-hmm. over there. And, 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 and mind you, I, I think there was a transition too, because the new cats that came in, you know, Robbie Pra and Joanne and, and, uh, God, uh, Robert Guillermo and uh, God, there's so many names I want to shout out right now, but, uh, thank God they came in. Neil, mm-hmm. they, they all mm-hmm. came in and they saw that special and they campaigned and, and put it on that that 2017 roster, man, and hmm. man, that changed my life, bro. Hmm. That I mean, that live from Seattle changed my life. I went from comedy clubs to like selling out multiple theaters. I think I broke I broke Mariah Carey's record in uh, Hawaii for a 20, 24 thousand tickets sold, wow. like by a solo artist. Like it was crazy. So mm-hmm. when you when you speak about that, Joe, it's so much pride and so much happiness in your voice when you that that's great. So you it's very authentic what you say. And that Joanne is a mover and shaker over at Netflix. Joanne yeah. will, Joanne will pick up the phone and say, Done. 
and it's, yep. and it's on. That, mm. She got that kind of juice. Mm. She was yeah. at, they ready when I we take that ready. Yeah. Tiffany uh, Haddish, my boss, our boss, yeah. Uh, yeah. told me, I told her you were coming on the show. She's like, I love, he want me to do his movie. I said, well, girl, tell him to do the movie. And write, tell him to write a party in for a tranny. But she said, I've loved, I fucking love Joe Flame. He has so much energy. So Tiffany definitely loves you, Joe. She mm. told oh, me I love that. Tiffany. That's, that's my girl, man. We go way back. I was just on the phone with her. Wow. So, uh, oh, that's yeah, why you was late. For, that's why you was late for my show. You was Uh-oh. on the phone with her. See, no, no. <laughs> audio book, audio book. No, Joe I'm was working. I know, but I'm not Joe was Joe. working. I'm just trying to keep him on his toes. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I was working for sure. Uh, we do have a couple more questions coming in of people uh, want to ask you. So, um, let's I want to know where you based out of. Where you based out of, Joe? I got two places, Monroe. Uh-huh, you big time. Uh, I, I live in LA. I got a house in uh you know Laurel Canyon right here in Studio City. Mm-hmm. And then I got a house in Vegas, uh in Summerlin. And you know, that's where my family's at. So I like to take my son there like you know, like holidays in summer. So that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Summer's in Vegas. No thank you for that heat. I can't I'm, oh, I, I love you know, it. this is all I love it. This is all mm-hmm. silicone. I'd be melted like the wicked witch of the <laughs> That's a whole lot. I can't go too cold, then I freeze like the tin man, I can't get too hot, then I melt. It's, I'm just fucked up all over you. I'm just telling you. It's just I'm, it's, I'm falling apart, Joe. You're so funny. <laughs> um another question we had though, because uh, interestingly enough, this was also in uh your special, but somebody's asking, have you ever uh before you were famous, because you're famous, uh, before uh, everybody knew who you were, were were people confused about your uh, nationality, similar to Andrew Lopez on on the show? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, my first joke on the Tonight Show, you know, I did that uh, 17 years ago, and the first joke I said was I'm half white, half Asian. Uh, oh wait, no, no, the first joke I, I did there is I go, I hate living in LA because when I tell people I'm Asian, they got the worst compliments. <laughs> and that's a true story. I used to tell people I was Filipino and they'd be like, oh my God, I love orange chicken. I'm like, that's not, Filipinos don't eat orange chicken. What are you talking about? So yeah, that, that identity and, and, and being mixed and people always trying to find out what I was, especially because I was Filipino. It was kind of annoying on the come up, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like I was, I was, I felt like I was always an ambassador of the Philippines, like telling, telling people about our food because they didn't know what Filipino food is. They just assumed that it was Chinese food or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it was just always that. So, yeah, that it sucked, uh, uh, you know, coming up. And that's that. another reason why I did that special in the Philippines. I wanted to give us that identity and, and let people know a little bit about our culture, you know? And you show more than just that you guys are not just, uh, what did you say you guys were? Uh, nurses and dancers. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. This is probably send me that joke this morning. I tickled the shit out of me. I said, "Oh my god, that nurses and dancers." Joe, you, Joe, you got moves. He used to be of a b boy. You said you were a b boy. I'm a b boy. I was a b boy from back. I just back. I wasn't a b boy. I just used to be a boy. Uh, wait a minute. What happened? Does that? Con- oh, that's so that would be b boy. Be a boy. Yeah, that doesn't exactly qualify, but we'll, we'll take it for now. We'll take it. <laughs> for sure <laughs> it is it is such a pleasure to have somebody who's and you know because I love the comics because I you know they say well, you can't do comedy in this room because you're trans or you're black or you're white or you I love like what you said that laughter is a universal language when when it when you're funny in any arena they don't even have to speak English that good they feel your energy Joe you got a lot of energy on stage how old are you 20 good yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish you be bouncing around and jumping around. I'm like, well, I'm just going to walk. I can't do all that running, my fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So tell us too, what's next? So we you just did the special, you're doing the audio book, you got the movie coming out. What else is happening yeah. in the world of uh, Joe I Coy? Just, I just signed I just signed another deal for uh, another special on Netflix. So it's gonna be my fourth one. They ain't called me uh, yet. I don't know what y'all waiting now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I'm gonna shoot that at the forum. I want to shoot that. At the forum. Wow! I, I want to be there. Oh, I want to be yeah, there. Don't have to let me know, Joe. I want to be in the. You should have came with Tiffany. You know, I did it already. I sold two out right before the pandemic. I, I did two forum shows, and Tiffany uh went up that night. It was amazing. Wow! I, I, we was working some. Let me let me tell you something. The, the pandemic stopped everything with us. Cold turkey. Yeah. We just. I worked on no on March the fourteenth. Had booking yeah. on March the 16th. Everything just shut down. Yeah, everything shut down. Well, for the forum, you got to come. We got to make sure Yo, that we, we get there. We definitely have to be there. Uh, yeah. Baby, I want to be sitting in the front row. I'm going to distract you. I'm going to have my bullets out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got two sets of bullets, Joe. You look high or you look low. <laughs> <laughs> I want you there, though, Monroe. You got me, Joe. Anything you you know, anything you want me for, I'm right there, Joe. I love your comedy. I love your authenticity, and I love that you are not afraid or ashamed to be worried about who you offended. Because if it's fucking funny, it's fucking funny. Everybody's so worried about, oh, you can't say this. You're gonna bother this group. You're gonna upset. I don't give a damn. This this was funny to me. And what they don't understand is, as a comic, it needs to be funny to you first, because then it, it flows better. Yeah. So you might yep. be offended, but mm-hmm. I don't care about you Still being offended. Laugh. That shit was funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Y'all might not laugh. I laughed. It was funny <laughs> to <Yep>. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I'm hoping to get my one hour special. We uh Tiffany is gonna EP it hopefully and uh I already have it written. We just don't have any stages like yeah. to get out and get out and do it. But I know it is gonna be ridiculous, Joe. I'm gonna do a wig switch and I'm gonna take y'all on a ride because my new uh, uh fan base is straight men. Like you know, like yourself. Straight men have been loving yeah. me. And not oh, in we a, love it. not in a sexual capacity, just that I can talk about that. I love my relationships that I have with men and with women, you know. So yeah. I'm honest about it. Ain't no secrets here. I can't wait to see this. Uh, listen, I'm going to be there for that one. Oh, yeah, Joko, you got to be there. I might use you as a target. Right, let's go. And I think that's let's... a good segue, too, though, because I know Flame has talked about not being on stage. So what are you doing to stay, you know, fresh and up on your toes with your material? Um, you know, This, uh, you know, you know, writing, I, you know, I'm writing that movie as well. And, and this, uh, oh, by, by the way, shout out to Ken Chang, mm-hmm. one of my writers uh, on the movie. Uh, but but doing this and not only that i've been going up you know i got to do uh you know i did 15 shows in uh arizona at mm-hmm. stand up live uh you know because i'm writing this hour as we speak uh oh and then tiffany and i we flew out to uh to uh yellow springs and did Chappelle show the, out, out. yeah oh they yeah. just tested positive for COVID. Yeah. god bless dave yeah. and his family y'all prayers out for yeah, dave. i just spoke to i just spoke to his wife and they're doing great by the way Good. Good. Yesterday. Good. Good. Cause so. Ida was with him last weekend in um in um ooh, they were in Austin, Texas for uh, yes. Angelie's birthday. And Ida yeah. say they went to breakfast at the word and Dave Chappelle brought up my name and just went on and on giving me praise. Mind you, Joe, I didn't even think that he knew who I was. I thought that oh, was Oh, he great. knows. I'm like, okay, yeah. Dave, what's up, pimp and call the girl? I'm ready. Yeah. I am I so ready Dave. to work. And I want to be on stage with all y'all greats because I want people to see that. This ain't nothing but comedians. This is just a bunch of comedians, you know. All yeah. they, I, t- I tell all the alternative comedians now, I took the beatings for all y'all. I was the slave. They beat the shit out of me for twenty years because Joe, mm-hmm. I had horrible backstories from other comedians when I first yeah. came out because I was living my truth. 
But yeah. when y'all did finally come around, not you, I'm saying when the comics finally did let down their shield and flame, just like one of the fellas, what's up, player? What's up, pimp? You know? Yeah. So, and I received that. I don't take that as disrespect. I don't take that as shade. I've been, I waited on that to be one of the colleagues for years. I just wanted yeah. to be received as another comedian. Yeah, the for t- sure. The titties and shit just extra. Yeah, it costs you extra too, but it's just extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of people don't understand that about uh, you know you and and of course I I feel me as well. You know, like we took we we took a lot. Mm-hmm. We had to go through a lot, and and now it seems like the norm now. Yeah. But like, man, if you were here twenty years ago, where you had to go up on a theme night, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. just to get stage time. Go do Asian Invasion, you know, on Wednesday nights. You know what I mean? Do gay night. You know what I mean? Do whatever. They always had, like, theme nights, you know? And and it's like that was the norm back then. But now it's like, no, everyone can just be on the same stage now. As long as you're funny. That's it. Yeah, we didn't funny, We broke them all. Let me get my half-five. Get my half-five, Joe. Boom. We did. (laughs) I see. I told you. It's called the Yang and the Twain. Um, it, it really quickly too. Just tell us what the movie's about, just so people know what to expect. Because you said it's coming out in May. It's called Easter Sunday. It takes place one day. It's just one day at Easter Sunday, and it's got just complete chaos with my family. You ah. know, every and every single, uh, you know, it's going to be the most diversity you've ever seen. It's going to have everybody. It's going to have black people, white people, Latino people, Asian people. Everyone's going to be represented in this movie. And just. And just what it what it looks like in my house on Easter Sunday, and that's what we're gonna do. So wait a minute. So I didn't even know. See, that's some, something you're teaching us. I didn't know that Easter was big in the Filipino community. Oh yeah, that's that's really big. Easter Sunday is a really big day. Hmm. So uh, a lot of prayer, a lot of food, a lot of entertainment. What's the tradition? You know, so. What's the traditional food that you guys eat? My favorite is chicken adobo, and I think everyone should try it. I keep pushing it. I keep campaigning it. If people would just try it, it'll become mainstream. I want it to be household. I went on Good Morning America promoting a chicken adobo. What's and in it's, it? It's just it's basic. It's vinegar, it's uh soy sauce, a little bit of brown sugar, and chicken and garlic. And you can throw some onions in there. It's amazing. I'll make it for you, Monroe. Make it for me, but don't I don't want to kiss nobody right after. Good God. That sounds like better have your breath tart. <laughs> but I you, you bake it. it. Do you bake it though, right? Or do you talk to it? I bake a, it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I figured you it's would bake so that. So good. We're gonna have to try that. I'm gonna have to have some of that when I come to your one hour special. I'm definitely gonna be there. Oh, I wanna be there to see it because I wanna see good. how it's And goes I'm gonna be down. at yours. Yes, I'm excited. Netflix, did y'all hear that? Did you hear Joe? Uh, Joanne, you, if y'all don't come, no, I'm just joking. No. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I'm I'll ex- jump on. I'm excited. I'll jump on as EP. Oh, see? Uh oh. Tiffany, girl, <laughs> look, Joe, don't do that. You're going to get me fired. See, then you're going to sign some shit. Don't come on my page, start that bullshit. Uh, Tiffany will let me on. <laughs> The more oh, the merrier. Yours is your all your specials are so, and I love that you have so much material. Now, how you use all of this because you have so much material. So you know it, it has to be different material for each special. You just yeah. from life and experience, or just going out, or do you actually sit down and actually write? Because some comedians are lazy; they just will not write. Yeah, no, I jot it down, and and you know, especially now that the material that I had just from this year alone was a, a, amazing. You know, just seeing my son go from going to school to taking Zoom classes is just like the most unreal. Uh, the most unreal thing I've ever witnessed in my life, you know what I mean? And, and the discipline that he's going through and, uh, 
it's it's crazy. So I've been talking about that a lot and just this whole experience. So yeah, I, I, I write just off of whatever life gives me and, and hope that it's funny, but I'm not, I'm not scared to say it. So, you know, if no one laughs and oh, well, you know what I mean? I guess uh, I'll, I'll drop it or I'll work on it more, but yeah, I'm continually writing. I, I can't stop writing. Yeah. I have to. Like mm. on everything. And and see, I, I might not write the whole story, but I'll write the bullet points because it always triggers me to know, oh, this is what I was going to say there. That always gets me going. Plus, oh, I, yeah, for half sure. the time I can't read my own handwriting, Joe. Look at my handwriting. Are you kidding me? I it's can't not- even read this uh, hilarious. What is that, backwards? Wait a minute. Don't be talking about my education, Joe. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was an educated girl and boy. I love it. <laughs> we just want to tell you thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. And I can tell, I love that you got your new team because, nigga, you ain't stopped smiling since you hit this <laughs> no. page. Ladies and gentlemen, please make some wonderful love and give hearts and hearts and hearts for our very special guest, the very talented Joe Coy. Joe Coy, you got to let me know as soon as beforehand because, you know, I got to get dressed up when I come to your one out. Oh, you're going to be the star on stage, but I'm going to be the bitch in the audience. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe Coy got pretty teeth. I'm going to give me some hundred and fifty thousand dollar teeth. Okay, Shit. all right. And you have to pay for it separate. I want they got lay away. They might. They do, might. Do they got finger hut? Baby finger hut. <laughs> fucking with finger hut. You pay I for them six times. <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous. Wayne, you are ridiculous. You know that, don't let you? Let me tell you something. Do you think finger hut got fake teeth? Because baby, let me tell you. Something. I can't on payment plan. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, I what I my takeaway was <clears throat> Joe Coy also wants to be an EP on your uh, our special. Period. I'm like uh, that 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 is awesome. Tiffany and Joe and Joe. Uh, yeah, Flame. I think um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Mother gonna, get, I'm gonna give me some fans on on the Asian community, babe, from the Yang from Kim Joyce. Kim Joyce. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Lauren and Flame. Some of the bigger takeaways. I just want to go back to what uh, Joy uh, what Joe just shared with us. Uh, you know, we had talked about we had joked about his. Uh, his aunt making the name Joe Coy and it was actually Joe Co. And I love that. I just loved how you flame recognized immediately his authenticity with that, just sharing real stories, which is what makes it so funny because you've talked about why that's so important as a comic yourself. Yeah. Because you know that you, you have that even with all the stuff that we talked about on Netflix with the whole football player, people always say, is that true? There is always truth to the stories. You, we may not, we, we found the funny. Some of the stories are hurtful. Some of the stories are painful. But as a comedian, you find the joy to make to turn it around. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a therapy. I'm retelling this story that hurt me, but I'm telling it to a way that I can make y'all laugh with me because y'all can help me heal this pain. I may not be out y'all to fix my life, but I damn sure saw some shit. Ain't that but right? We turned that down though, right? What? We turned that down. What, Ayala fixed my line? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Alana wasn't going to fix shit. She better fix some damn ankles, huh? She, she did it herself. Lauren, you're going to have to learn to use your right hand just to, like, hit every now and then because, because there, there are just sometimes I'm like, uh, uh, Lauren, you know. She the, the thing is, Nick, I don't want to get hit back. Oh, She's going to forget we're on camera and I'm going to get hit. I don't want okay. the problems. I, I know her mama. I would never hit on <laughs> And her daddy Uh-oh. is a big old fireman. Oh, no, thank you, baby. I can't. Ooh. Oh, my God. I'll tell you something else, too. I want to go back to Joe one more time before we, we close out. Because, Lauren, the comments were coming too quickly. You couldn't. Yeah, it was just I a was lot trying. coming. It was a lot coming. <laughs> uh, you know, Joe also just talked about something, Flame, that I just think is just um, something that's worth recognizing once again. The power of family and paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe talked about why uh, his most recent special right now on Netflix, 
um, he, where he made sure he went back. He highlighted DJs. He highlighted dancers. He highlighted uh, his brother who cooks, who, who's, who's a chef. Um, and they did all of this and they talked about uh, different ways to just uplift shine a light on, glorify the Filipino community. And I just thought it was absolutely fantastic because that is what we should all aspire to do. Uh, that um, Remember, Common even talked about it, how to whom much is given, much is, uh, is, is expected, right? Uh, and how he has worked to pay it forward. We have been blessed to have people on the show who seem to have that as part of their core principle, um, and they have shared that as guests. April Ryan shared that as a guest. Tisha Campbell shared that as a guest. Common shared that as a guest, and now Joy, uh, Joe shared that as a guest, uh, talking about how important it is that you recognize where you come from and that you try to support others uh, who are also part of the journey. Side note, I appreciated the, the shameless plug of all that we have had already on the show, because oh. the show isn't doing that well, so... Good kudos to you, Nick. Love uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't kudos, be kudos to you two because you two care. This is what I'm talking about. The reason this works is that I'm not in that room, but I'm so in that room with you, Lauren. You keep it going. Flame keeps it going, and our guests are comfortable and they're having a good time, and our our listeners are enjoying it. And and I want you all to go ahead and close it out because this is what Laugh and Learn again is all about. You know, uh, we talk about a little bit of everything, and we are not trying to get anyone at all to change their mind, Lauren. Yes. We're not getting you to change your mind. As Nick said, we're getting you to use your mind. Mm, so if, if you have one, if you have one, cause some of y'all ain't got one. Let me just, let me tell you the truth. I've been on a plane for four hours. Some of y'all ain't got no damn man. I'm telling you, people, some of y'all crazy. But understand me that whatever your truth is and whatever you want to do, that's what you do. Shit, Joe Coy is living his life. And I, what you said, Nick, was great because I'm not, anti anything else i am pro-black because i'm black if i was latino then i would be pro-latino if i was white i would be pro-white that does not negate that i don't love all people but i do love my culture because i'm part of my culture and i'm familiar with my culture you know it's when you grow up in another culture and you one thing and you're trying to pretend to be somebody else that's what we were just talking about with joe don't let somebody mold you and you lose so much of you that you can't find you again because then you're doing what they want you to do. And you may be making the money, you may have the fame, but you won't be happy. You won't be happy right. because right. you have lost yourself. Every time I lose myself, I turn around and look in the mirror because if I start backing up, I sound like one of those garbage trucks. Beep, beep, Stop beep. It. Just fat as hell. I love it. Big booty. Big booty's in the house. Say, hey. <laughs> I'm not going to lose me. Don't lose you. Whatever your decision is, baby, that's your decision. I'm talking shit, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm about to close out with. Whatever choice you make with these 8, 9, 12, 15 companies giving y'all, we don't need one. You don't need two. You're, now you only need one. First it was you needed two. Then it had to be at sub-zero temperature. Now I'm fucking can sit outside and be room temperature. I don't even like room temperature water. I'm telling y'all right now, it's too many theories. It's too many vaccines. If it's one illness, then it should be one vaccine. I ain't telling you what to do. I'm just talking. I'm talking my shit. Ain't that right, Lauren? Yes, and to reiterate, Nick, what did we say? We're not trying to get anybody at all to change their mind just getting you to use your mind and your lysol i love you and guys your lysol. <laughs> flame 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 sprayed herself and got sprayed getting off that plane oh, so yeah. just so just so y'all know how this worked and we sp so. i'm supposed to get a coronavirus test again today yes if not today i'm going to get another one tomorrow because i want to make sure the people around me are safe but yes. i was very precautious y'all know i'm baby I'm, i almost got a hazmat suit shit Flame, last thing I'm going to say before, because again, people have been coming into the comments. I want to thank people, everyone, for uh, remembering to subscribe, to comment, and to share the show.
Uh, if I don't get back to you right away, please don't hold it against my uh, my, my, my heart because my, my heart is in it. But I've had to turn the alerts off of my phone because um, I, we, we all kind of work and do other things, you know. And so they've been flirting like, with you. Y'all been sending Nicholas all kind of pictures and everything. Y'all been flirting <laughs> with Nick trying to get something. How y'all know Nick ain't got a significant other? How y'all know he ain't got a girlfriend? Y'all y'all know y'all thoughts. Y'all know y'all just sending all I seen some of them. I seen some of the stuff y'all been sending. <laughs> and on that note, Nick, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Nick Smith News on all social media platforms. And where can we find you, dear? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Armani H, as well as on YouTube. I'm just <gasps> Lauren Hogan. No. I was told to get a YouTube, so I've been uploading the videos that I was instructed to. She is so. very professional. I don't care what Triple say about her. And uh, you can... Oh. <laughs> Triple! And you, <laughs> and you, you can so. follow me on Flame Monroe. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is Flame underscore Monroe on Twitter. Monroe Flame on Instagram, uh, Flame Monroe on YouTube, and Marcus Flame Monroe Parker. That's a legal name. If you want to send a check in Marcus Parker, I can catch that one. But if you send me a check in Flame Monroe, it's just like sending me like sex with a condom. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. in my head. I thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Thank you, Kendall. Thank you, Tribble. Thank you, Nick Smith. We miss you here in the studio. Thank you, my Lauren Hogan. Thank you, Flamettes, for joining us on all the Joe Coy's. Y'all follow Joe Coy. Joe Coy got a new movie coming out. Joe Coy is doing big things. That nigga had a 22-foot Christmas tree and $150,000 teeth. Ladies, I don't know if he's single or not, but he ain't married. I say all is fair in love and no ring because he might get it and you might not. he might not put a ring on it, but that nigga might put a ring around it. Sometimes that's most important. <laughs> hey, Beyonce, girl. <laughs> And uh, I do want to say, too, thank you, Flynn. You thanked all of us. We need to thank you. So thank you for providing us the space to be here. We, I love so. my team. This is a great team, all five of us. And I'm telling you, we're making it work and because of you guys. So all five of us here and all our flame ass out there, we thank you guys. We'll see you guys on next week. Love Lounge tonight on IG between 6.30 and 7.00. I'm home alone. The kids is gone. We're going to get real foul, real okay. nasty. i see y'all then. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Bye, Nick. <laughs> Bye-bye. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats. 
with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.